0: And welcome to the Sell the Sizzle podcast. This is the show if you want to sell an idea, a product or a service. We're going to share sales techniques with you so that you can be a sizzling success. Let's go. Welcome back, Sizzlers. This is Mick Holly, and today we're going to be talking about the power of 10X, why 10X goals are powerful for driving both your sales and your life ambitions. Very excited to share my thoughts on this subject with you today. And the genesis of the conversation is I became a 10x coach with the Grant Cardone foundation. Grant Cardone, you can look him up, is one of the most prolific people on the internet. He's very, very successful in helping people drive their sales performance, business performance, personal transformation. And he's got a great book on the power of 10x. And I was at a 10x mastermind just a few weeks ago. And one of the presenters is one of the top sales people within the Cardone Enterprises. His name is Dave Robars, And he started his presentation by saying, well, if you'd seen me a few weeks ago, you might have noticed something different. You know, I've lost, I forget how many it was, 40, 40, 50 pounds. And he talked about how he had motivated himself to lose that weight he talked about the power of 10x goals. And the 10x goal that he had set himself was that he imagined that he would be the next Marvel superhero, (laughs) which at the time I thought was quite ridiculous. I thought, that's not a proper goal. Please, no, no, sir, no, sir, that's not a proper goal. That's That's just a fantasy. And he was giving his presentation, and he's such an exemplary character. His knowledge of sales, his ability to communicate and to build rapport in order to help people make difficult decisions, big decisions, is unbelievable. And as we went through the day, I suddenly started to think, well, that was probably a bit unfair of me to dismiss his goals like that. Then I realised... It's, it wasn't the fact that it's the goal itself, it's the fact that the goal motivated him to achieve that weight loss and be a better person and look more like a superhero. And so I thought, wow, I should, I should have a 10x goal, you should have a 10x goal, and that's the point of this podcast, 10x goals, why 10x goals are so powerful, Here's the thing about 10x goals. There are rules associated with 10x. The first rule is that the goal must be so big that if you hit it, it would dramatically change your life. I've done a lot of work with big fortune 500 companies over the year. And they're really, really happy if they make a 2%, 3%, 4% improvement. But they do the same thing over and over and over again. It doesn't transform your thinking. It doesn't get you to think differently. Instead of improving your performance by 2%, how about transforming your performance tenfold. Well, you can't do it the way that you've already done it. You have to do things differently. You have to do things dramatically and boldly, and you have to embrace amazing change. And that's the beauty of 10x. So The first rule is the goal must be so big that if you hit it, your life will dramatically change. One of my great idols is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He does talking now and he talks about his goals. He's there pumping in the gym and his dream is to be Mr Universe and then to be a star and go to Hollywood. He has these dreams in his native Austria when he's sitting in this small village that had quietly gone about its way, not done anything. And he had this big, big goal. So every time he lifted that barbell, every extra rep had meaning for him. Very, very powerful. So 10x goal. Secondly, you got to ignore the how. Because if you start thinking about, oh, this is too difficult, and I've got to think about all the steps, and what do I need to do, you freeze yourself you become fearful of the change you erect barriers you start thinking logically about why it can't possibly come to pass so you don't think about how and what you need to do the third rule of the power of 10x is you have to write the goal down as if it had already happened in your mind. I've talked about this before. The mind is your most powerful weapon. You can program it to do whatever you want. Now, if you believe that your 10x goal had already happened and you commit to it, your, your mind already knows it's just got to repeat it. I did it before, so now I know I can do it and I will do it. And once you're committed, this is the thing, when you're committed to a 10x goal, it unleashes creativity creativity follows commitment. If you commit to that aim, all of a sudden possibilities appear before you. And so that creative visualisation of the future is so powerful. If you think about the greatest athletes and sports people in the world, Jack Nicholas, he would always imagine the shot he wanted to hit, he'd see it in his mind's eye before he hit it. And all the great sports people, they envisage that basketball going in the net or the ball going in the back of a soccer goal. And so all they're doing is they're repeating it when it really, really happens. So for them, reality happens twice, once in their imagination and once in reality. So now I thought, okay, I need a 10x goal. I'm not going to be the next Marvel superhero, although I had a number of ideas. Number one was I wanted to lose weight. And when you just set a goal of losing weight, you just don't do anything, do you? You try and eat a few less calories and you don't drink that extra glass of wine. And maybe you go to the gym one more time per week, but you're not really serious about it. And you don't... You don't don't really get anywhere. So I thought, no, no, that's no good. I, I need to enter a bodybuilding competition. And that way I'd really commit to the exercise. But, you know, my knees were very, very sore and all that jerk and lifting. I thought, nah, maybe that's not the best idea. And I've always had this ambition to climb Mount Everest. Well, why not? It's there. And I started on that journey. I climbed Kilimanjaro with some friends and that's pretty high. That was pretty grueling. I got to tell you, that was an amazing experience. That I would advocate for anybody with a sense of adventure. And then you know, a friend of mine called me, said, "Hey Mick, you know we're thinking about going to Everest base camp. Do you want to do it?" I thought, "Wow, it's like i I've always wanted to climb Mount Everest. Let's let's do it." So I managed to get to base camp, and my wife said, "There's no way you're going to the top. You're not going to the top. It's too dangerous." And it is. And the three reasons why I decided that climbing Mount Everest was not going to be the 10x goal, was number one, you're not guaranteed to get there because, you know, on the day of the... There's a small window opens and you've got about 400 climbers all going up on this narrow little ledge all the way across the Hillary Step to the top. And if the weather comes in, you're not going to go. You're not going to get there. So number one, you might not make it. Number two is you can get to the top, but getting dying is the problem because you got to the top and it's a small little area about the size of a tabletop, and then there's 399 people all coming up and you've got to wait for them before you can get back down. And most people die on the way down, so you can die. And the third thing is it's very, very expensive. And you think, well, I've spent all that money and I'm not even going to get to the top and I might die. So no, not going to do that one. So I thought, what can I do? You know, I'm in my 60s, climbing mountains, probably outside of my remit. And I've already been to the edge of space I mean, not going to do the Branson thing. I already flew Concorde several times and seen the curvature of the Earth. I've been on the edge of space. Not going to do. Not going to do that. So, what I decided, my ten goal, is to swim the English Channel. Now, for those of you who don't know English Channel, it's the arm of the Atlantic Ocean that separates England and France, and at its narrowest point, it's nineteen miles. And it's considered, by many, to be the greatest long-distance challenge ever. It takes, on average, 16 hours or more through frigid water. Is it water so cold that you have to cover yourself in goose fat to insulate yourself? Not only that, there's these huge waves that can drown you. In fact, somebody last week disappeared on their cross-channel swim. Gone. Gone. It's dangerous, and there are tidal currents, and if those currents are in the wrong direction, you don't end up swimming 19 miles. The first person ever to swim the English Channel was Captain Webb in 1875, and he ended up swimming the equivalent of 39 miles because of the tides. Not only that, you've got jellyfish everywhere, (laughs) tinging you, you're swimming through swarms of jellyfish. I mean, it sounds like an absolute nightmare. Why would one ever want to do that? But uh, I thought, well, I set myself, I set myself that challenge, and I, I just said it to myself. Then I mentioned it to my wife. She said, you, "You, you're crazy." Then I mentioned it to my golfing buddy, who his his family live in Folkestone on the uh, on the coast, and he's, he's looked at the English Channel you know, for days and days. Those waves are massive. You've got to be crazy. You're not going to do it. Every year, 300 people try and swim the English Channel and only one in five make it. One in five. And they're all young people, but the oldest person was 75. So I still think I've got a chance. The other good news is that you probably burn four kilograms, 10 pounds of fat on, on the crossing. So there are some, some benefits. Anyway... So I set myself this goal, and then as I started talking about it to people, I started to realise, well, it's got some gravitas to it. It's got some meaning to it now. I've publicly spoken about it. I mean, I can't just, like, ignore it. So I thought, well, I've never had a swimming lesson in my life. Now, I go down to the pool. I can swim 50 laps. But I swim with a snorkel because my breathing isn't very good. You're not—it's a proper cross-channel swim. All you're allowed is a swim cap, a, a nose clip, and goose fat. <laughs> and that's it. You can't touch the boat. You have to be fed on a long pole, so you're not touching the boat or anybody else. And you swim for 16 to 30 hours in this frigid in this frigid water. And here am I. Can't swim two lengths. Without a snorkel, I can't breathe. I've never been taught, so I figured, oh, I gotta. So, here's the point about when you set the goal like that, you then start imagining, well, what do I need to do to get there? Well, I gotta go and have a swimming lesson because I said, you know, I don't want speed necessarily, but I want technique and endurance because if I make my stroke two or three percent better. <laughs> for 16 hours, that's that'll save you a lot of energy, won't it? So I thought, well, I got to work on, I got to work on that. So instead of me going to the pool and just doing my 50 laps and thinking, oh hey, yeah, I burned a few calories, now every stroke has purpose. But I said, okay, I need a swimming lessons, so I went to my recreation centre. It's quite an upmarket recreation centre with several nice pools, got a lap pool, and I thought, yeah, they've got that. Masters swimming for, for, but they didn't have any, didn't have enough interest in that. They got young 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 kids swimming. I said, "Well, can I get a private lesson?" Then And they put me in with this young lady, and she 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 looked at my strokes and yeah, it all looks good. But she really wasn't. She'd only taught you know kids to swim. She wasn't really an expert. And I'm thinking, hmm, I, I'm not going to get across the channel without having. A mentor. The other thing is that we never accomplish things on our own. We, we need other people. We need teams of people, supporters. We need mentors. All the great people that have done something, the great athletes, they've all got mentors. They've all got teams. They've all got trained. I, I needed a mentor. Some. I went into the gym last Sunday, and I went to a weights class. I was lifting barbells and working out. Normally, that's enough of a workout for me, but uh, I thought. Well, Got this ambition to swim the channel. I can't just not go to the pool. So I went down to the pool. I bought some of those training fins and 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 the and the buoyancy aids and and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm watching swimming lessons on YouTube. Thinking I'm gonna swim the channel watching YouTube. Can you believe it? Anyway, my mind is open to possibilities. And I'm swimming up and down, and I notice in the corner of the pool. There's another lady, and she's getting a lesson from this tall guy. And he's talking to her at one end, and he walks down as she does the stroke, and he's talking to her at the other end. Let's try to listen in a little bit, and he's giving her instruction on her technique. I thought that's the kind of, that's the kind of tutoring, I need, I need somebody, I need somebody like that tall guy, six foot five, African-American, athletic, oh yeah, he seems to know what he's doing, I'll go home and talk to him. So I sit there while he's doing his lesson, I didn't want to interrupt, and in the end he kind of looks over and says, I don't mind, I don't want to interrupt, but I notice, do you give swimming lessons, which was a bit of an idiotic question really, because he was giving a swimming lesson. (laughs) he said yeah that's what I do I said oh okay now my last swimming tutor was bless her heart (laughs) she could teach a five-year-old kid to kick but you know teaching a 64-year-old man endurance and technique wasn't really in her forte so I thought I better qualify this guy because you know he might he might just be fitness guy just telling people swim a bit faster. So I said, is your background in swimming? He said, well, I wouldn't say so. He says, because I was at the 2008 and 2012 Olympics. I said, wow. I said, that's impressive. I said, that was when Michael Phelps was there, wasn't it? He says, yeah, she's a hold the world record in the 4x100 relay, and we got the gold medal in 2012 with Michael Phelps. Can you believe it? It's an Olympian world record holder. Swam with Michael Phelps right there. Who knew? Who knew in Charlotte, North Carolina, in my rec center that they would be there? And this is the thing about ten x goals. What it does is it expands your mind, and your mind searching for possibilities to be able to manifest, remanifest. You remember because I'd already written the goal, I've already swum the channel right once, right? How do I how do I remanifest that goal? And who do I need? And this guy. The, Right there, right there. I said, I said, I said, uh, I said, uh, how much, are you, how much are your lessons? And uh, I think I need to take out a mortgage, but nevertheless, I mean, how, how unbelievable is that 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 person would be there at that moment when I was paying attention to it? So uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm going to get coaching from the uh, the gold world <laughs> Olympian gold record holder in my local pool, and I think this. I think this 10x swimming in the channel, it's going to be two years, because you can't just go. You've got to train, and I've got... Now, once I've done in the pool, right, once I've got my technique, I'm then going to have to do open water swimming, which is wholly different to being in a pool, because you deal with tides and currents and spray and all kinds of things. So I'm going to start doing outdoor swims, maybe do a duathlon, although I don't really want to run, but they don't seem to do marathons just in swimming i don't think anyway there are lots of races that i, that I could go to but it's going to be a two-year journey for it to be qualified as a swim that goes in the record books if you make it but also from a safety perspective you can't just swim the channel i mean it's a busy shipping lane you've got to have a captain qualified in helping swimmers cross the channel navigate the channels help you with the tides and observe all of the protocols to be able to succeed and have your record be validated and, and not least <laughs> stop you from drowning. So I'm thinking, you know, it's 2025, and the best time of year to do it apparently is in August because the, the temperature is good at that time and the tides and the currents are probably a little bit more favorable. But there we have it, there we have it, 10x. What I want you to do is I want you to think about a goal that if you achieved it, it could be a financial goal, it could be a business goal, it could be a personal goal like mine, which is swimming the English Channel. The purpose being, at the end of it, I'm going to be transformed physique-wise, I'm going to look like one of those you know, Adonises in the gym with that, that V-shape, I'm just going to look awesome. All my body fat's going to drop off, I'm going to be super fit, I'm going to have aerobic capacity, I'm going to build my longevity. All kinds of of benefits from that. But whatever yours are, business, personal, financial, set a goal that is extraordinary, that stretches you tenfold. And you will be surprised at the possibilities that then present themselves to you. Remember the three rules. Number one. 10x, something that would would extraordinarily change your life. Secondly, don't worry about the how. You'll figure that out later. And thirdly, write that goal down as if you'd already achieved it because your mind will believe that you have and all that you're doing is repeating something that you are already capable of doing. So I'll keep you updated with my swimming prowess and my coaching with the Olympian. And I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Well, we've come to the end of another great episode. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Please, if you enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars would be perfect. Let us know. Put some comments in there. That would be fantastic. And if you want more show notes and review some of the other episodes, please go to sellthesizzle.net. That's sellthesizzle.net. See you next week.